Hello, Chris. Happy Friday. Hi, Ashley. Happy Friday to you too. How are you? How are you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm feeling very kind of crazy. We both are having a little like bit of wild days. Yeah, yeah. Today I'm in KC. We spent um this is our third day in KC. We just took a little trip, get away, spent some time hanging out with Lara's friend, uh, one of her best friend, hot childhood best friends here. And then we did a bunch of family stuff, went to Legoland, went to an aquarium uh, yesterday, went to the zoo today, which by the way, KC Zoo is bomb. Like we were only able to be there for an hour and a half, but it was great. So, uh, and then we'll head home today. It was a short trip, but it's been a good trip. Yeah, it, it's a it's a pretty easy trip going up there. Um, you I have a longer zoo, trip, but I I do I do. So I'm getting ready actually to go to the airport shortly. My mother is going to drop me off at the airport. Hi, Deb. I'm a maid of honor in a wedding. I know Deb listens to every single episode. She's our little uh, quality control gal. <laughs> she is. But um, yeah, I'm a maid of honor in a wedding this weekend, and so that's going to be really fun. That's like my family and I don't get to see them all very often because they're in Texas. So I'm going to get dropped off at the airport today. So it's a little bit of a crazy day, but very excited to party. And speaking of party, yeah. that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So, I don't know if you guys remember in last Friday's episode, yeah. we actually said that we were going to take something that got brought up and we're going to talk about it this week. Ashley, take it away. Let us know the topic. Yeah, let's go. So we are going to talk about pacing your reception for a party. And maybe for maybe your party looks different than somebody else's party. But essentially, however it is that you want to like celebrate and be with your people, you want to pace your reception the right way. And there's like a lot of things that can ruin the pace for your reception. And we're going to talk about them. This is probably going to be a shorter episode than normal, which I think is going to make it kind of fun because yeah. we're probably going to like be quick at it and, you know, give you a bunch of little like quick nuggets, but let's get started. So Chris, do you have any like stories that you can think of, of when a reception has gone particularly maybe bad guest? When I think of bad, I think of like guests being like sitting in their seat and being like, what the heck? Yeah. What's I mean- going on? Yes, I have some that come to mind. I have multiple that come to mind. And unfortunately, most of the time that involves uh, a dropped ball on behalf of whoever is the DJ for the night. Um, yeah. And, and maybe they were playing great music, but they weren't the best MC. And so those are two different kind of skill sets. Um, and so maybe this is something to, oh. to consider. Like, if you're hiring someone, maybe they're like bomb at the mixes and the air horn, the bow, 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 but like they, they just aren't the best MC. And so an MC yeah. is someone who basically just lets everyone over communicates with your guest and lets them know what's coming up. So an example of a good MC is everybody has walked in uh, and they're now in the reception space from the ceremony. Maybe everyone is there now. And after everyone has been there for a minute or so, the DJ hops on, introduces him or herself and says, Hey, my name is so-and-so just want to let you guys, guys know I'm going to be your DJ. Here's what you can expect from the evening. The couples are going to be taking sunset photos right now. They'll be gone for about 30 minutes. They'll be back as soon as they get back in. We're going to do a prayer and then we're going to start dinner and I'll let you guys know what's coming up. At that point, guests know what to expect. Like that 100%. is an example of a good DJ who is 
flexing their MC muscles and letting people know what's coming. It's bad when they don't do that or they don't say anything and then they don't let guests know what to anticipate. They don't tell people, hey, they're going to be making the grand entrance in 10 minutes. So then grandma goes to take a pee and then she misses the grand entrance because she doesn't know that it's coming up. Yes. Also on the other end of the spectrum, people who are they overly MC? I don't know if you've experienced this. Yeah, yeah you're shaking your head. So yeah. you go to that wedding and everybody's just looking around at each other while this DJ is talking. And you're just like, why is he telling me a story about the time that he met the bride's dad? Like, I don't care. Like you, it's, or they talk about like, I don't know. They'll make jokes. I had one recently who was making jokes left and right that were like kind of inappropriate and kind of like stabs at just random family members or vendors for being too slow. It was bizarre. It was so Ooh, weird. Interesting. They're like making it about them. Like, yes, like their, that's what I was going to say. Stand up comedy show. Yeah. Yeah. And when when they so tend to make to it like, about them, like, I don't know how you can figure it out, though. Yeah. I mean, the best thing is that if you just, you see them in action or you just ask people, you ask for referrals. It's really hard with DJs to know what you're going to get because it's not like they have their sets recorded online for you to go and watch. Like, it's like you have to go ask around or, or just pay attention to who was at weddings where you really enjoyed them. Um, so yeah, no, I, I have had some that, that are like that. It's, it's great. I mean, really a DJ makes like all the difference in a wedding reception and pacing it. So on like the topic of pacing, you can, I've had weddings where things are kind of spread out. It's like they her, and then we're going to do like 10 minutes of mingling and then we're going to do the cake cutting and then we're going to do five minutes of mingling and then we're going to release for dinner. And it's just, everybody's constantly like, when are things happening? Why is this taking so long? And I'm twiddling my thumbs. So best guest experience is when you can just knock things out because your guests are expecting for things to happen. And so when they yes. don't, they're kind of like, wait, what, 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 why, why is this taking, what are we waiting for? So pace things quickly, like just get them done right out of the gate. And then especially because you were mentioning this earlier, Chris off air, maybe, maybe it was you, but there's like older people. I don't think this was you actually. I think this might have been Ashley. There are older people who attend weddings and they typically go to bed earlier. So you want to get all the things that they want to see done, like the dances and all the like special Old people little love moments. the cake and the dances. Like they are oh all gosh, about the cake. the cake cutting. And you know what I think all they like about it? it is because they can relate to that because back in the day, they just did cake and punch. And so I think that's something that maybe oh. they can like, oh, we... Gerald, do you remember when we did that? Yes, I do remember Phyllis. You know, like that kind of thing. I don't know. (laughs) That's a really good point. Shout out if your parents, grandparents' names are Gerald and Phyllis. Gerald and Phyllis. I like it. I like Gerald and Phyllis. Um, Can they be our honorary grandparents all the time? They should. Gerald and and Phyllis. Gerald and Phyllis. Tina, yeah. Tina's grandparents are Gerald and Phyllis. So okay, okay, okay. But cool. I, to- Ashley, I 100% agree with you on the pacing and just knocking things out and going boom, 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 boom. Um, you're right because no one wants like to just have all of this spaced out time between things. It feels weird. It feels clunky. And so um, 
yeah, a lot of times your DJ will help you out with this um, as a photographer. I don't know if this is, I mean, we, we help people plan out their reception too. It just depends. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, and on the topic of Phyllis and Gerald loving cake cutting with cake cutting, I don't know how you feel about this, but I love to see cake cutting done first and foremost, or like, no, generally like first and foremost, maybe during dinner, maybe, but ideally I like it first and foremost, because then the cake can be rolled away and cut behind the scenes and then served was people were finishing dinner and they can just go grab the cake because nothing ruins a dance floor moment more than a cake line and like the dj being like cake is served go get your cake and then everybody is standing in line at the dj and Dude, that's at the really cake smart. table. and then even worse do you have do you do this no or have you heard this have you seen this seen what the, it being done oh, highly first recommend. yeah it, it happens a lot of times when it happens it's because there's a coordinator that recommends it or there's a venue that recommends it for example i don't fight it i don't care i typically do the way that I suggest them is you come in, you do your prayer. If you're going to do a prayer for food, you do the line 30 minutes later, start toast. So it's like dinner and a show. And then right after toast, you do cake cutting right after that, go get your dress bustled. So, and then you do, you know, first dances and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I love, like I can totally see the benefit of having the cake cut during dinner. Like that makes so much sense. I really like that now. Yeah. I, it's nice. It's nice. Cause then it just doesn't interrupt. I mean, I've seen like the cake line going into the dance floor or like the dance floor being packed and then everybody leaving to go to the cake line. And then like, then just getting people back on a dance floor once they leave is like really tough. And so that's kind of been a bummer in the past. Um, or when you have your sweet aunts cutting the cake, like later in the mm-hmm. day, cause it's always your sweet aunts. I mean, not always, but it's your sweet aunts cutting the cake and they are cutting as people are coming up just because they can't keep up with all the people. So then there's like yeah. a long line and it's being cut as it's happening. So it can be a whole event all in itself and you can't really move on until people are gone from the cake table. So it's just getting that done first at the, like right out of the gate can be such a game changer for just like keeping things flowing without having like a random stall, you know? Yeah. I've also seen it too, to where it's becoming maybe not popular, but normal, not definitely not unpopular for a bride and groom to have their own cake that they cut. And then, I mean, that's not even a small cake, but no one gets that cake. And then there's cupcakes like, and everyone, yes. you know, there's like a dessert table, which it. is pretty interesting. Yeah. Which that'll help. I think that helps with like a flow. Um, yeah. Something else I want to note on this, so it's just a random idea I've seen once, so I don't know if I love it, but this ties into our episode next week with Mackenzie Chris on like spending intentional time with people, but I have seen where they do have like a slower cake line. The bride and groom will sit at the cake table or be at the cake table and greet people as they're coming through to get oh, cake. Oh, that's cool. Because it's slower. So that can be a thing. It does slow down the pace of the day, but just like, like McKinsey says next week, it's one of those things where maybe that's an intentional moment where you could work it in. I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of a random thought that I had because I've seen it. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Um, but 
Um, you like my ums. Um, um, With um. the cake cutting, there's generally a toasty, little toasty guy that happens with cake cutting, right? But then you have like your actual formal toasts and your formal speeches. Nothing wrong with these. P.S. I love them. This is like my favorite part of a reception is a toast. Same. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I love them. I think they're so funny and entertaining. Although I, I did have one of the worst toasts I've ever heard. A best, yeah, it was cringy. It was so bad. Oh, I know. What Side note: of. Don't ever so mention bad. the groom's ex girlfriends during a speech. It's no one's gonna like you. Like just no don't do it. one. Yeah, that yeah, was definitely idea. the worst horror story ever. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, so bad. That one made me cringe. Like that was the craziest story you've ever told me before in my life. <laughs> so with toasts, there I've seen DJs, and this is I think like DJ note, maybe, but I've seen them like literally work on wrangling all the wedding party members before starting the toasts, which I understand this, but like when it's done well, I feel like they get on the mic and they're like wedding party, go to the head table. But I've seen DJs literally going to find people versus like making an announcement about it. Yeah. And it takes like, this is a horror story, but it takes like 30 to 45 minutes for this DJ to go like find these individual family members and wedding party members to let them know toasts are about to happen. So to get in there, most DJs, and maybe just like request this. I don't know. It was a huge buzzkill, but just like tell everybody over the intercom, like wedding or toasts 10 minutes and then like toasts five minutes. I feel like that's normal, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty that normal. Was, that's the way I feel like it should be. You guys, that was like so bad. I was seriously looking at looking around like, what are we waiting for? And he's like, I'm trying to get the dad in. And I'm like, excuse me. Will you just go get the dad in? Yeah, it that is something that is a potential like hazard. Like a lot of times, I know our couples will tell. Sorry if you hear a puppy going ham. He's I think I thought it was my dog. Okay, you're good. No, um, if you just tell your if you tell your wedding party like, hey, don't go hard and don't be trashed until after toast. After toast, go as hard as you want Ooh. and get as trashed as you want. But yeah, you know, maybe rock your slight buzz, but because man, it is hard to wrangle. One time I shot a wedding where the, uh, a, it wasn't the best man, but it was a groomsman. He was so trashed before toasts that he passed out in the restroom <gasps> and no one could find him until finally there was this long. Yes. Yeah. This was like three months ago. I can't believe I forgot to tell you this. Until finally he was at a restroom and passed out like, and he had thrown up in the toilet in there. And the, the only reason someone knew is because the line was so long and it was like a one restroom thing. And so they had to go get an owner to unlock the door and then they found him passed out in there. Don't be that guy. Okay. But I do feel like you probably know who that guy's going to be. Yeah, right. So if you, you know, know I mean? that guy or girl in your wedding party, it's okay to give them some bound, like set some boundaries. We talk a lot about boundaries. The boundary <laughs> no is, friend. hey, I'm worried about you, Tina, because you're you you drink a lot. You're you're kind of a drunk. Like, don't go full blown, Tina. All right, just don't wait until after Tina. the toast, and then you can you can get crazy. You can dance to get low on the dance floor and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Oh my gosh, poor Tina's out there. <laughs> Tina's of the world, man. Oh, 
So pacing. So what other tips do we have about solid pacing through the night? We've talked about DJs, like actually having the MC skill to where they can MC the night, giving some tips on toasts, on cake cutting. What else have you seen that's just like killed the pace of a reception? Okay. So this is another DJ note. Apparently there's a lot of DJ notes, but really the DJ does set the tone. Yeah, for sure. Like your photographer can make or break your day and like your experience within the next person that happens during like this latter part of the day. It's like your DJ. Yeah. Because at that point, the day is out of our control. Once we get to the reception, like we've handed off the reins to the, yes, the DJ is now in control of the day and we're just there to watch it for better or for worse and just kind of document it. Yeah. So, which I have a photographer note that I want to talk about, but randomly playing a slow song might be one of my biggest, like even as a guest, like mostly as a guest, not as a photographer. I don't really mind actually as a photographer, if a slow song randomly gets played because like it kind of gives me an opportunity to like photograph people. But once the party starts and you play a slow song like when people are really feeling it you know it's not like just the random slow song that happens kind of towards the beginning of the night when the old people are still there and being all sweet and lovey it's like the middle to the end of the reception and people are going hard and they're enjoying themselves and like it is just banger after banger after banger and then all of a sudden like my little girl by tim mcgraw comes on and you're just like (laughs) wait where am I? Wait, I thought I was just at a club. Okay, wait, no, no, no. Dude, All right, okay. We're no longer right in the reception so yeah. fast. Yeah, we're back to PG here. It's just, it's weird, right? It is weird. It is weird. I'm not gonna lie. Like when those moments happen, I'm like, oh, why did you do that? Like, and and what happens is, is the dance floor clears out. Over half of the dance floor leaves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. And you're lucky if you still have half of them there. You know, they just, it it gets really difficult. And then the DJ has to work a whole lot harder to get everyone back out. Maybe now they've gone yeah. outside for a smoke break or drink break or something like that. They've gone out there to cool off. And then you're not getting them back in there no matter what the next song is. Like, it's going to take a few songs. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And, you know, to some degree, like, maybe your group is more of like a, chit chatter having fun and standing by the bar group which is totally fine they're doing their thing um so not every reception is like a banger like this but that is one sure way to kill a dance floor and then on top of that a lot of djs have like do not playlists actually i think a a lot of djs do and i just did a wedding and i really don't think that she would mind me sharing this but she had two or three songs on a do not playlist, only three songs on this do not playlist, literally three. And back to back, he played two of the three. What? Back to back. Can I ask what the songs were? Chicken dance. No. And cotton eye Joe. Those were two (laughs) of her three do not play songs. And he played both of them back to back. She was like, this is on my do not playlist. Why is he playing this? Where did you come from? She Where was did also you one of the people that like... from Cotton Eye <laughs> <laughs> That was so good. Do you watch New Girl? But she No. <laughs> I mean, yes, but not like religiously. Like, I don't There's have an episode where Nick his 
Nick has this oh, Nick CD Miller. that's got the Cotton Eye Joe on it. And Jess finds like they're trying. Someone is trying to sabotage the wedding, and they use Nick's CD, but it's got Cotton Eye Joe on it. He's like, "How'd you know it was me?" And he's like, "It's your CD. You're the only one I know." And it like cuts away to him like in the car, and he's just like fist pumping to Cotton Eye Joe in the car. It's hilarious. So anytime what? I hear Cotton Eye Joe, I think of that. I'll have to send you that clip. That's what you think of. Yeah, please send me that clip. Yeah, so good. But do she's not playlist. She's one of those Respect people who like just yeah. Yeah, and create a playlist. If you, like you can also create those do not play songs like that you really just don't drive with. Like she really wanted to just have a full on party. Like we are partying, 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 and that was she didn't want to have those buzzkill moments. And one so, time I was the best man at a wedding was... where the DJ played Dancing Queen three times, three times. <gasps> Why was it just because it worked once? So we thought he was going to just do it again and again. It didn't work at all. Didn't why did he try all. it again? That I is the no definition clue. of insanity. This is this was in Houston, so I was a best man in a wedding in Houston and dancing queen three times. I don't know why. Oh, don't know. I why. love dancing queen personally, but but three I times mean, and like not even a I remix? mean, one time if it doesn't work, do it a second. Don't like I would say, okay, so I did do a wedding once and <laughs> I I love this couple, like deeply love this couple, and the guys we're like obsessed with the song levels by Avicii. What? Yes, I do know. So it was just like, they played that song four or five times. They ended up because it was all the groomsmen in the groom who like, it's their song. It was so funny because every time it came on, like the dance floor erupted because it was almost like an inside joke. And then Throughout the night, everybody became a part of this inside joke. That's cool. And the DJ That's was different like, with dancing this queen. <laughs> is the last time I am playing Levels by Avicii, is what he says over the MC. And so then he plays it. And then a groomsman gives him 40 bucks to play it again. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I told you guys this was the last time, but a groomsman just gave me 40 bucks. <laughs> and oh then he played it again. And it was every single time it was so good. I have videos, I'm gonna have to send it to you, but. Anyways, that's also an example of a good DJ that like feels it and yeah, so they like, knew when it's like it was making me smile. It was it's working. like yeah, it was totally working. Um, okay, so pivoting a little bit away from DJs here, let's talk about prior to the reception. There is cocktail hour. We've been talking about this recently. It's something I really, really love. And if you don't do a first look and don't have time for this, um, it may not be very realistic for you, but cocktail hour, there's hors d'oeuvres, there's drinks, there's this like environment that you've set up for your guests to enjoy. It is, it's, it's more casual, laid back kind of a lot of the time, like the sun is still up. So it feels a little day drinky, which is always a really good vibe. Well, sorry, I had to clear my throat. With cocktail hour, you can also enjoy that vibe too. So you can go do a couple photos if you need to do them after your ceremony, but you can enjoy that cocktail hour, which will make you mingle with your guests prior to the reception, which will keep your reception pace going quickly because you're not spending as much time mingling during the reception because you did it prior to. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I had an I had a thought, and this is a little random, but I want it's not it's not too totally random, but 
I want people to think about the reception and like split it down in two parts. There's like the part where you got to take care of business and you got to like do all of the things, like all of the activities. And then there's the second part. That's the party. These two parts I think are best left separated and not intermixed and intermingled. I don't know what you think about that actually. So like, no, I agree with you. Like don't, don't take, uh, your cake cutting and, or maybe not cake cutting. Well, we use toasts. Don't take toasts and wait to do them until like 45 minutes or 30 minutes once the dance floor has been open. Like you want to keep those things separate. So think about, and, and this is possible at a very good pace. You can knock out all of the activities in an hour, including dinner. Like that includes dinner. So cake cutting, dinner, toasts, first dance, uh, even a shoe game in there like first dance with with uh you and your partner parents if you're doing both mom and dad all of that can be done in an hour and that's not rushing either like that is a decent pace the only time i would think you maybe do like if you're going to do a bouquet and garter toss you could probably throw those in the middle of the dance floor but that depends on your coverage so that's a whole other thing Um, yeah bouquet and garter i think can be done during the party because i think it also like those like hype women hype songs come on. So everybody yeah. comes out and it can I'll be a fun thing. I'll I'll sing yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think probably anywhere, even like an hour and a half for like that section, it depends on how long your dinner is, which plated dinners take longer. Buffet dinners take shorter. You need like 45 minutes for a buffet dinner. Um, and then, you know, there's also then this thought of like, now I'm thinking Chris of like margin, but we don't want to do margin when you're just trying to get through. Our like if you're like, if you're trying but. to really, really, really like you want to get the party started, we're just going to tell you like, you can create some margin for those moments. Before. Maybe you're not a dancer, but if you want that dance floor to be packed and you want people out there, like once you get the party started, don't stop it. And if you know your people, yeah. like if you know people are going to be on the dance floor, I mean, you can take an hour to get through those those things, an hour and 15, hour, 20, whatever it is, you know, and you can make it through all of those things. But I guess we're just trying to keep people from going backwards and killing their party. Um, yes. And a lot of times I think DJs can be good about letting you know, hey, I don't think that's the best idea. You know, there are a lot of really good DJs out there that will guide you and help you kind of figure that out. Um, for sure, for sure. And this is all like, you know, I take a lot of life and things that I learn and I take them a little bit with a grain of salt. So we are talking to you in like kind of extremes, like it kind of sounds like fast and that, whatever it feels good, I think is what is going to happen naturally. Like if dinner's taking longer, like the next part of your day is naturally going to start later than you originally planned, which that part's okay too. But like take this whole idea with a grain of salt and like input it into your day in a way that works for you. But definitely remember like killing the party once the party started is like very confusing as a, from like a guest experience perspective. I like that. Yeah. That you worded it that way. It It is very confusing because it's like, wait a minute. I thought we were turning up. I thought we were getting crazy and now we're not. So yeah, that's like, oh yeah, that's a whole thing too. So the only other thing that I can think of that really kills a reception and I've 
the reason that I know this is because I've learned my lesson and your photographer can totally 100% kill the reception. Oh, I know. And that is by taking you out for photos during your reception and then coming back and you feel like everybody's gone. Like nothing breaks my heart. So it's happened to me before. It was like in my first couple years of business, maybe, I don't know, it might've been like seven-ish years ago or something, maybe, I don't know, six or seven years ago. And we took the couple out for sunset photos and the place that we went in theory wasn't that far away like it was on the same pro it was on the property right but the walk might have been like a five minute walk and then if you spend like 15 minutes doing photos or 20 minutes doing photos and then you're working your way back before you know it you've been gone for half an hour and so when we got back and this was just like a rookie move like we didn't know and it was us like getting like gorgeous and we were having fun. Like sunset photos is kind of like, can be a fun time and a relaxing oh, time yeah. and time get carried away from you. But we came back and literally nobody was at the reception anymore. It was absolutely traumatizing. It's heartbreaking. Like, it's now heartbreaking. we do five minutes maximum is like what I set my timer for. And naturally that goes over a little bit because we're like, okay, now I know I can only do like one more thing. And so really our hard time of like leaving is 10 minutes. I would say at maximum i like want to say max is 20 minutes and that's pushing it like, that, that is, is pushing yeah. it hard that is time, pushing it i that is one that if you stick cringe, to but. if you stick to 20 minutes like you're a 50 50 shot that like <laughs> hey people might still be there people might not be there but yeah i i think anywhere between 10 and 15 is is a pretty obviously the closer to 10 you are the safer it is, the better. Um, but yeah, and this think about really, that. think about how many this songs is that on is, the photographers. Chris. Yeah, that's a lot of songs. That's a lot of songs. But think about this, photographers, because I do know that we have some that listen. Um, and if maybe you can always express this to your photographer, like, hey, I know we're gonna do sunset photos. Like a big priority for me, a big priority for me is that we're only gone ten minutes. Like I don't want to be gone longer than. It. And I think if you express that photographers will get it like they will understand it um yeah we've personally experienced that and actually we weren't gone for very long i don't know what the deal was we were only gone 10 minutes and we came back in and everybody left i think it was because no one was on the dance floor originally and they didn't have very many party years so it was probably yeah. gonna just it was a weird wedding so maybe yeah. people just kind of dipped out but i mean yeah it that well, was that was an odd anomaly you just triggered a thought. So something that we do, we don't always do sunset. And so couples for you guys that are listening and like, we're talking about sunset photos, we don't always do sunset. Um, like the idea of sunset's really great, but like sometimes the sunset's not actually there. And like, it's just a cloudy sky or there's all these factors. And so we just like do a portion of time when the light is better. So generally like one to two hours, like in this zero minutes before sunset to two hours before sunset is when I, I want to at least get my couple out at some time during this window. And it may not be that golden time. It may not be, you know, the beautiful sunset, but like also maybe you're getting married downtown. You're not going to see a sunset, right? So yeah. And it's more about anyways. the glow from those photos. Maybe you, maybe you had a Catholic wedding and you had to do you know, bridal party photos at three when the sun was really high. And so you want some softer light and, you know, and some, a better glow. Like, yes, I get it. Exactly. I get that. Exactly. I do so have a question the reason for I you. Bring that up. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason I bring that up is because 
we try to time personally. And so like, if you like this idea, you can bring it up to your photographer, but something that we found that works really well to avoid that coming back to the reception and everybody is gone is taking our couple after dinner. So after their dinner, so their guests are still going through the buffet line and we just like work with them and tell them during their timeline meeting, like, Hey, we're going to do sunset photos right after dinner. So I want you to eat. This is like going to a force you to eat because it's so easy not to eat. I want you to spend 10 minutes, eat your food. As soon as you guys are done, we'll come grab you and we'll hop out for five minutes. Your guests won't even know you're gone. Yeah. And that way we're not taking you away from your party. That doesn't always work because sometimes that is really early in the day. And then we will try to find like a similarly feel like a similar feeling throughout the day where it's like, okay, this feels safe to be able to take you out. But that's just a yeah. random little thing that we do to try to avoid that. Since we are talking about killing a a reception, I do want to ask, do you think, just your opinion, do you think it's better for, uh, and I've seen this both ways, do you think it's better for the DJ to announce that the bride and groom will be right back or to not acknowledge it at all and hope that they don't say Oh my anything? God, I don't know. Oh my I, God, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. I don't know. I almost feel like whenever they announce it, this happened recently and the DJ didn't, wasn't doing it in a nice way. And it may just makes you feel a little awkward. But then I also think that they're like, okay, cool. They'll be back. I don't know how I feel about that. The only time that I think, think it, it really works is if you say they're going to come back and do blank. So as soon as they get back, hmm. they're going to do a, uh, the bouquet toss, you know, whatever, or they're going to do the garter. So like, if you let people know like, Oh, that's going to happen when they get back or they're going to do that. And then they have a surprise for you. I don't know what, if there's a surprise, but like, they're just, there's something like they're going to do a really cool group photo with everyone here at the reception. It's going to be 200 people like stay tuned for that. I don't know. But like, if there's something for people to come back to, I think that, or we're going to cut the cake after, I don't know. That's a terrible time. Otherwise. But like, there's got to be, I think, some follow-up with, and they're going to do blank. So stay yeah. stay tuned. Otherwise, don't call it out, I think. I think I'm erring yeah. on the side of, I don't like it when they, like, you don't need to tell people because it's just going to be really quick. They won't even notice. Like, they, like, the bride and groom might be going to the bathroom. Like, the other day we did a wedding. I did a wedding with my friend, Katie, and her we didn't really like they wanted to stay at their reception a little bit longer. And so, you know, just kind of feeling out what the couple might want. And so we requested like coming outside for one song and you could hear the song outside. So it was really cool. Cause it was actually like the pacemaker was this like one song. And so we went outside for one song to get a couple yeah. of husband and wife photos. And that was like, it was literally, we were inside for the next song to start. It was cool. Yeah. It was really cool. I like Yeah. It. I think it, yeah, it depends on timing. Like if you're, I'm thinking there's some venues where you have to like walk like three minutes to get to the spot. Like that's when it starts to get a little more difficult and stuff like that. But I think that's when we as photographers have to realize like, okay, in and out. And this is where having a really experienced photographer is great. You're probably going to spend a little bit more on them, but chances are they're going to be feel like they can produce great photos in a short amount of time. Like that thought, to Chris Cerna six years ago would have terrified me to be like, oh my God, I only have five minutes. What if I don't capture everything I need to capture? Like there, there is some truth to that, like hiring a brand new photographer and then having these expectations 
of them when they're in this new you know a situation where they can't they have less time to do what they need to do but i think to a photographer who is seasoned like that stuff doesn't scare me anymore i don't think that stuff scares you anymore like to step out for song we're gonna get what we get we're gonna come back in and that's the sign of a photographer who is like they know that they value their couple's experience and what they're going to experience on their wedding day, which is so, so, so important. Like you're putting the client's experience over what you can produce. It's huge. Exactly. Because it's a a lot of times it's just extra. And yeah, my main goal, and I feel like you're this way too, is like, I just want to respect your time. Like you're not getting this day back. It goes by wildly fast. I want more of your memories to be with other people and not me. Like I don't want, my face to come into your memories really like like that'll be nice because like that means that maybe i you know i did a really good job but my goal is not for you to remember me i want you to remember the day you know yeah that's good that's huge lots of side notes but do you have any, is there anything notes. else that you can think of for like pacing or reception uh man i think just i think my biggest advice would just be to to do what you want to do. If you want to dance, man, dance. If you don't want to dance and you want to like talk to people, don't feel pressured to dance. You know, like now if, if your partner wants you to dance, and you don't want to dance. You should probably just get out there and dance, even if you feel really awkward because they want to do that with you. But like, yeah, you know, in, enjoy yourself. I would not recommend as much as I love to drink. Like don't get shit faced. Like you won't remember anything, you know, find that nice happy medium, toe the line, Enjoy your night. It's going to be yeah. good. Yeah. Hire, do a good job sure. hiring an MC. Ask them if they yeah. feel comfortable, um, like, emceeing the night and, like, hey, you know, it's really important to us that we have someone that's going to help us transition between things well, that's going to keep our guests informed. Do you feel like you can do that? Ask them point blank. Chances are they probably will be able to do it. Um, yeah. I so. agree with you. I agree with you. I think my only thing and my biggest takeaway besides some of these funny stories and things we've experienced is just to knock it out. Just knock out the things you got to knock out and then spend the rest of the day doing whatever it is that you want to be doing. Heck yeah. And listen to Tuesday. No, Tuesday. I keep thinking Tuesday, by the way, is release day for some odd reason. Like, I'm not kidding. Monday. It's been like all week. Monday. Listen to Monday's episode with Mackenzie Chris. She talks a lot about creating margin and boundaries to be able to essentially like do the things you want. And so after the fact, you don't have moments of regret. Like I didn't spend any time with my mom at my reception and I love my mom. And my mom is normally my dancing partner at receptions, but she wasn't my dancing partner at my reception. Like give, it'll allow you to think through those things and to understand how to create space to have less regrets, be more intentional. It's good. It's so good. That episode's so good. Heck yeah. It's a good one. You guys have a fantastic Friday, and we'll talk to you real soon. Bye. See you later.